2: We've got your
0: local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNs.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, joining us today. Larry, what's going on, bud?
3: Uh, Monty, I'm doing well. Beautiful fall day, and I'm I'm ready for some football.
2: Well, um, we've got a bet a little dabble of it the first two weeks, but the SEC um um cranking up uh, in earnest uh, this week, and some interesting games. Probably the most interesting one, at least uh, if you look at the point spread, is the um, Tennessee South Carolina game. Tennessee about a three point. Uh, pick in that game. It's usually a close game, and I would probably expect the same this week.
3: I agree, Marty. I think that's one of those toss-up games and a and a critical game for both teams. Uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns for for, for both of these programs, and uh, and how they how they fare Saturday could maybe set the tone, or at least give us some idea about what the rest of the season holds, uh, particularly for the Vols. There's a there's a whole lot of of unknowns, I had breakfast yesterday with a big UT fan, a longtime friend, and and he's he's one of those breath holders, Monty. He's he's hoping for the best, but uh, again, he just doesn't know. There's a lot of lot of unknowns still in that program. I think they've got some talent, but. Uh, but so does everybody else in the SEC. So we'll, we'll see. That's why it's going to, the, the Saturday, Saturday is going to be such a, a, a big deal, not just for the coming out, you know, and finally it's finally here, the SEC season, but also to start answering some of these questions that, uh, that, that cover over every team, frankly, including LSU.
2: Um, you know, it's interesting in his press conference, Pruitt pointed out two weeks ago, I mean, it looks like the SEC, at least from Tennessee's behalf, they've picked a good week to start because uh, Pruitt said two weeks ago they'd probably had 50 players out, so they wouldn't even have been able to play.
3: Yeah, and, uh, and as, uh, mo- as you know, Martin, most of your listeners know, the SEC has issued a, uh, re- within just the last few days a new list of protocols about requirements that a team has to make uh, has to meet in order to play Saturday and, you know, including X number of players active and that kind of thing, a whole lot of, you know, just different things. So, I mean, they're, they're, some of us are still holding our breath. We're still a few days away from, from kickoff, and something could happen at the last minute. I mean, you know, worst-case scenario, there could be a, a flare-up of this uh, the virus that hit a, hits a team or a program and, and still mess everything up at the, at the 11th hour. Hopefully it won't happen. I don't think it'll happen. But like everything else concerning this virus in the last six months, we really don't know what what will happen. We'll, again, we just have to hope for the best.
2: And of course, Ed Orgeron recently said practically his entire team had had it. So he felt pretty good now.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so they can keep everybody healthy. As I said, I don't, I don't know what the exact figures were, the, the latest list of, 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 of protocols that the conference issued. But there are, there are some, uh, you know, some some numbers and some, some standards that each team has to meet in order to be able to, to, to play Saturday. So, again, uh, the, the conference could call it off at the last second or it or, or or might even be a team-by-team situation. Of course, if one team couldn't play, the opponent couldn't play either. So, uh, again, that's still part of the unknown that, that hovers over the, over the season. But I I, I I tend to feel optimistic about it, Monty. I, I still believe that the that the worst is over, and all we can do is hope that that's true.
2: Uh, you meant you mentioned LSU, the defending champs. Uh, uh, Mississippi State, not very good. LSU, about a 16 and a half point favorite, but just because of sure numbers, we know they recruited great the last two or three, four or five, six years, and uh, they they they've been able to plug guys in, much like. Uh, and Alabama has done for years. Uh, but, you know, I don't think that, you know, you look at Joe Burrow, their quarterback, he had a season like none other. I don't remember a quarterback having a season like that. Um, they got a lot of unknowns going in for sure.
3: And as you know, Marty, when a, when a program loses a, a player like a Burrow, a quarterback, or, or any really just high-profile Player, but primarily a quarterback that runs that runs everything. It can have a kind of a ripple effect on the rest of the team because the other guys around them don't know how the new guys gonna gonna really perform, step in there and perform. So, no, that's one of those question marks I I mentioned that's hanging over even LSU and even Alabama to an extent. You know, the has Bama, got some questions that that have yet to be answered. So, the, I, I think. Going into the season, Monty, the, it's, uh, the the pandemic has been the great equalizer. You know, the, the the conference has always had considerable considerable parity. You know, you've always got the house and the house nots and and you know, so the the cream at the top that tends to filter down. But this year, I, I think I think the parity will be even greater because uh, just so many unknowns. Even the the, the 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 traditionally great programs like Bama and. As you said, the defending national champion LSU, and I think Georgia could be in the mix. But again, a lot of a lot of questions about Georgia that we keep reading on the on the internet. And uh, then you got the bottom feeders: Kentucky, Vandy, Arkansas. Uh, I think Arkansas is the only team that's rated lower than Vandy going into the season. But, again, you just don't know. Those those teams could always come up, you know, something could happen and they could, you know, a, a player could step up and they could do better than, than everybody's expecting. So that's what makes it so, so much fun, the opening weekend. It could be a give us a pretty good idea about what's to come.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it, it's obvious that um, they didn't pull the schedules out of a hat. I mean, Georgia picked, the, picked to win the East. They do play on the road, but they play at Arkansas, and they're still favored by 25. And Alabama um, favored to win the West. Um, they're at Missouri, favored by almost 30, and Missouri's got 12 players out. So um, <laughs> I think they kind of set them up pretty good. Okay, we'll send you on the road, but um, you know, <laughs> and, all-
3: and they didn't do the falls in your favor either, either Monty, with the with scheduling. It, uh- uh, but but again, the ADs all you know, Bill Fulmer, he was present at the, at those meetings when the schedules were drawn up. So I'm assuming he he did his share of lobbying like everybody else did. But uh, you're right. There's but that always happens with every schedule. I mean, there, there's never been a schedule probably in the history of college football when when some some team seemed like it got a a favorable a schedule and another team not so favorable. But uh, this one is particularly, maybe particularly glaring because everything was done at the last minute, screwing around in the range and all the rescheduling at the last second. But but again, it is what it is. If you're going to play in the SEC, you know you're in the nation's toughest football conference. So uh, line, line up on Saturday and, and, and play the game.
2: I think the other intriguing game is um, um, probably Kentucky at Auburn. Uh, Auburn about a seven-point pick in that game. And um, – you know, Coach Stoops has quietly done a really nice job at Kentucky. You know, they've had a 10-win season uh, here recently. Um, Lost their quarterback last year but still managed a pretty good year. And um, they got their quarterback back this year. So, um, uh, I think that's probably the second most intriguing game in the conference this week.
3: And I think, uh, Monty, I think Stoops did the best coaching job in, in the conference last year, as you say, to – to have a, a quarterback that he relied on so much uh, to to lose him and still go ahead with a with a pretty good season, you know, to, to salvage the season. I, and uh, and Kentucky is one of those teams. Monty, <laughs> uh, they, they they don't get much respect in, in football, just like the basketball team probably probably lives a lot on it on its rep, and its good reputation in basketball. Uh, the football program is kind of saddled by a not so good reputation. so I, I think Stoops did a did a, a heck of a job, the the best job, frankly, in, in coaching his team with what he had to work with last year and to, and to salvage the season. So that's another one of those unknowns. you know, we tend to overlook teams like, like Kentucky because they're historically kind of down toward the bottom, but they, they they play some pretty good football and they got some pretty good talent. So uh, another another one of those that's going to be interesting to see what happens.
2: And, you know, we've we seen all kinds of stuff coming out of UT, um, you know, about their practices, this and that, who's eligible, who's not eligible, and, um, you know, a lot of insight. And we've talked about Vanderbilt with really no real SID department. Um, um, you just don't – I really hadn't heard much about Vanderbilt. I don't know what to expect. Well, I mean, I kind of – Expect them not to be very good playing an all SEC schedule. I mean, they're about a 30-point underdog at Texas A&M, so obviously the um, schedule makers didn't do them any favor. But uh, I don't know that other than Arkansas, they they won't be favored over anybody.
3: No, unless they've got some surprises that step forward that we haven't seen yet, Monty. Some players who really develop, some you know, some young guys who really step up. I just don't see much uh, much chance for Vanderbilt uh, this season, and and again, you know, historically Vanderbilt can be its own worst enemy. Just to, you know, just just silly things like doing away with the sports information department, and and no t- no no program in the in, in the country needs more favorable uh, uh, media coverage, more media support than Vanderbilt does, and they make it so difficult and, and at times impossible to cover the program. Now, now this year that might be designed. Maybe they, they, they may not want any coverage this year, but it, it, it does hurt the program. It doesn't give them any it, – it, it, it hurts exposure. And, uh, and when, I, when I was a Vandy beat writer for, for 12 years during the preseason, going into the season, I, I would look for positive stories. I would accentuate the positive. I, I would write – I'd give the players a chance to s- explain why they think they're going to be good. The coaches a, a, a chance to explain why the players – how the players are developing and people who look good. And the preseason will be all positive. I would do, uh, you know, I I would just, as I say, accentuate the positive during the preseason. And once they kick the season off, I'd cover it right down the line, just like a a police beat reporter covers a police beat, the good, bad, and the ugly. But in preseason, that's a time when you pump the the program up and pump the players up and 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 pump the fan base up and try to get everybody ready and optimistic and looking forward to hopefully a good season. But without a sports information department, I I don't know how you do that. I don't know how how the media can cover a team that doesn't have a sports information department. And again, as we said last week, Monty, that was such a big advantage MTSU had for so many years. They had one of the best sports information departments and personnel in the country. And back then, even before I covered WC, I was still covering uh, SEC programs and, and sports information departments. And the SEC and MTSU had a sports information department second to none, and that's the one reason I think, Maji they got so so much coverage, good coverage, positive coverage back then. First of all, they had good programs. That's a, a starting point. Good, good football, basketball, of course, of course, track, and the other sports. They were they were su- successful. So that's success creates a lot of, of positive coverage, generates a lot of positive coverage, and then it, it was so much fun to cover. Uh, MTSU the sports information department Jim Freeman and all his people Jim Simpson they made it fun to cover so uh, that, that was a big advantage they had they had a positive story to get out and the MTSU sports information department did a great job of making sure it got out Vanderbilt doesn't have either one
2: you're listening to all sports talk this portion brought to you by First Bank where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906 that's First Bank We're joined today by Larry Woody. We'll take a break and be right back. If you're looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality.
0: They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called.
4: This
2: is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company.
0: you oh. Prime Primetime Sports.
1: Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've
5: been injured, go to johndaylegal.com.
1: If you haven't heard by now, the Blue Raiders have a game coming up this week. Yes, it was unscheduled before this past weekend, but UTSA and Middle Tennessee getting together on Friday night. So here's what's coming up this week. Blue Raider conversation on Tuesday with Rick Stockstill Live. That begins here on WGNS at 7 o'clock. Then on On Friday night on WGNS Radio, we'll have the Blue Raider game, 5.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff from UTSA. And on WGNSRadio.com and on our streaming apps, we'll have the Riverdale... And Blackman contest. That's coming up on Friday. Stream only for the high school game. But Saturday afternoon, we will replay it on the radio at 2 p.m. Saturday morning, Prentice Hall, heating and Air Coaches Corner on the way as well.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Larry, the NFL, there's only 11 teams at two and0 after two weeks. The Titans have won um, first time in 12 years, albeit um, they've had a sweat ever, They've had a sweat for 60 minutes both weeks.
3: Well, yeah, I, I've, I've watched the, uh, to be honest, I, I turned the game off Sunday when they came the players came out and they started kneeling. I, I turned the game off. Uh, I turned it back on with about a, a minute or two to go when they, they kicked the, the, the field goal. But I, I I'm not going to watch. If they, if they kneel, they'll have to kneel without me. I'm not going to be a party to that nonsense. But having followed it uh, on, through the internet, uh, it's interesting. They got a two-game uh, winning streak. It's modest, but it's a, it's it, they're winning. And I remember Marty, what CM Newton used to say, the old Vanderbilt basketball coach. They were, they were winning some of those games like that, the ugly games. And CM said, that "I'll take an ugly loss over uh, I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day of the week." And I agree with CM. I, you know, it, it, it it's ugly, but they're winning, and uh, so and 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 they've got a lot of expectations to live up to. They were in the in the NFL's final four last year, so that's pretty good. To, and, and and returning the star players too, so there's no reason they shouldn't be good. But again, the, the pandemic and, you know, the unsettled nature and then the, the goofy protest, uh, uh, that boycotting practice, stuff like that, Monty, that, that doesn't help. And it certainly it certainly doesn't help the, the, the fan base because the NFL ratings have just been abysmal. I mean, people like me are just saying they're not going to be a party to, uh, to a league that supports uh, an, an outfit that, that that supports killing policemen. Killing, killing policemen, and that's what Black Lives Matter does. They're on record as per, as as as, as uh, supporting the killing of of cops. What do we want? Dead cops? When do we want them? Now? I can't believe the league would be affilii- be affiliated with an outfit like that. And as long as they are, I'm not going to watch. And again, you know, that's not going to going to keep Roger Goodell awake at night. Some some old sports writer in Nashville is not going to watch the games, but. Uh, but it, it should because it's going to spread and we already see after 2 weeks it, it's it's really hurt the ratings. Ratings are down. Yeah,
2: the ratings the, ra- the ratings are are certainly down. Um they are and and and,
3: uh, and a lot of a lot of fans like me Marty love the NFL, love, love football, but we love our country better and I'm not going to be a party to the, to supporting a team that supports that kind of nonsense.
2: Um ratings were good for the US Open golf tournament, um, albeit, you know, it's, again, a, a strange year, but uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who, you know, gained 40 pounds in the off season, hit the weights hard, um, he said, I'll just go out and, you I mean, I'll hit it 380 yards, okay. If I'm in the rough, I'm still going to get it on the green. And he was the only one under par, and was six under on a very, very uh, tough golf course.
3: He looked like a linebacker on the golf course, didn't he, Marty? He sure did. Uh, after I after I turned off the the Titans, to, my my Titans boycott, I flipped over and watched the 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 Open, and it was it was fun. And and he's a he's an interesting character. I wrote a column about him once, Marty. Didie he, he became famous two or three years ago when he took something like three minutes to make a putt, and he and he was still slow Sunday. You know, watching the finals and. And it takes forever. It's like watching a glacier melt. You know, he he gets down, and, and on the 18th hole, he's got something what, like a five-point lead. He can he can four-putt and still win the tournament, but he still takes two or three minutes to line up a, a, a meaningless putt. And he gets down, and he lines it up and walks around the other side and lines it up, and he checks the barometric pressure and the Dow Jones average and the... And the humidity and you're thinking, hit the thing, just hit the darn ball. You can put it four times and still win the tournament. But anyway, he's an interesting character. And like, like you say, it's, it's kind of strange to see a, a, a pro golfer. That's built like a middle middle linebacker, but he, he won the tournament. So he, he obviously knows what he's doing out there. I yeah. just wish he'd do it a little quicker.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I concur on the, the quickness. All right. Um, NASCAR, where are we at?
3: Well, the big news this week, actually yesterday, uh, Michael Jordan is, now, is going to be a NASCAR team owner. He announced yesterday he's for, forming a team to, to start next season, next February at Daytona. The Michael Jordan racing team will roll out. Uh, uh, Bubba Wallace will do the driving, and he's partnered uh, with Denny Hamlin. It's kind of an odd situation. Denny's still going to be driving for another team, but he's going to be a co-owner of a, of a team with Michael Jordan as the primary owner. So Denny, I guess will be competing against himself.
2: Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Is there anything like that ever happened? Yeah, it has, uh, uh Dale Earnhardt, uh, the great Dale
3: Earnhardt formed his own team, Dale Earnhardt, uh, incorporated and fielded fielded cars while he was still driving for Richard Childress. So Earnhardt was, was driving a car owned by Richard Childress while Earnhardt was fielding cars for other, others to drive, including Darrell Walter. Darrell drove for Earnhardt a while. So it's not unprecedented, but it sure does seem awkward. It seemed awkward back when Earnhardt was doing it, and it's going to seem awkward when when Denny Hamlin is teamed with Michael Jordan uh, next season. But I, I think Monty, I think it's a good move for NASCAR when a personality like Michael Jordan uh, comes into the sport. Obviously, it's going to get a lot of good, positive attention. It's going to draw a lot of a lot of new fans to the sport. It's going to expand the fan base. I think, and uh, and and that's good for the sport. It's a uh, I think overall, it's it's going to be really good for the sport. I'm still not a, a Bubba Wallace fan, but uh, but I I am a Michael Jordan fan, and I I think he's a he's a a good guy, one of the best athletes overall athletes in the history of of sports, any sport, and he's still a you know a, a prominent sports figure. So so the presence of Michael Jordan in NASCAR is going to be really big.
2: And money's not going to be an issue. <laughs> uh, I think. Benny, I think Bubba's already
3: round, rounded up about eighteen million in sponsorships, and uh, and like you say, Michael <laughs> Jordan's probably got a few dollars stashed away somewhere <laughs> if, if he should need them. So it's uh, the only drawback, Monty, uh, Is frankly, it, the, the money has taken over NASCAR. If a mediocre driver like Bubba Wallace can generate eighteen million dollars, and a good good driver like Eric Jones, who's proven himself looks like he's going to be out because he can't get a sponsorship that's the only drawback you just hate to see a a a driver buy his way into a into a good ride and frankly that's what Bubba did he but but again it happens you know Danica Patrick was the same way and I was a Danica fan I thought the world of Danica still do but she she didn't get where she got because of her driving ability there's a lot you know her her looks her personality so forth she sold a lot of a lot of sponsorships but that's uh, that's just the nature of the sport, and I think it's getting more so that way because the money it seems it's getting tighter and tighter with everything going on in the economy. So uh, if Bubba can go out and sell those sponsorships, good for Bubba, and maybe he'll turn it around. Maybe he'll have a a great car next season and and uh, and and win some races. But again, it's it's the presence presence of Michael Jordan uh, that's a big story, regardless of who drives for him. Just having Michael Jordan having a, a NASCAR team is going to be going to be really big
2: all right larry good to catch up with catch up with you as always and i look forward to talking to you soon
3: i'm headed to your fair city shortly monty i'll I'll honk when i go through okay buddy (laughs) all right monty
2: that's larry woody joining us today we'll take a break we'll be right back and chip walters will join us with the blue raider insider report
1: Hey, everybody, Evelyn Lee Raymer here with you with the Evelyn Lee Raymer Show. I want you to tune in with us every Sunday night from 8 until 10. We'll talk about some politics, some local politics, national politics and a little bit of everything. That's the Apple Lee Reimer Show with you every Sunday night from 8 till 10.
4: Well, good afternoon. it's just stop and go out here, up and down 231 here at the interstate. Uh, just busy, we would expect, Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Stop and go right now on 41 between Laverne and Smyrna. And a lot of traffic on Sam Ridley coming off the interstate there on Sam Ridley headed towards Smyrna. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. It's September 25th through November 1st. All the details right now at obergatlinburg.com. Com. I'm Commander Chuck with your. Hunt. If you're not
0: waking up to the Wake Up Bro, here's what you've been missing.
1: I tip my cap to you, sir. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Speaking of tipping our cat, Me tip it. our cap yeah. to
5: her.
0: The Wake Up <laughs> <That's>, brew. <laughs> Weekday <laughs> mornings from six until swapping shop. Parks Auction. We handle everything.
1: of local high school and MTSU sports. 30. 30. 20
2: 30. 20. 30. You. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850
1: and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you
2: get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 Five zero. And let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's
1: time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
0: Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider sports. Hot,
2: 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee, Play up match called.
0: Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them.
5: You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNs. Middle
0: Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNs.
5: Well good afternoon everybody and let's talk Blue Raider football and despite having a limited amount of time to prepare, Middle Tennessee's anxious to hit the field this week to try to get its first win of the 2020 campaign. The Blue Raiders, who are 0-2, found out Saturday their week 4 bye was being negated in favor of their first Conference USA game of the season, a unique Friday night game at UTSA. The Roadrunners are currently 2-0. and The Roadrunners were supposed to to be hosting Memphis this week but due to COVID-19 concerns the Tigers had to cancel setting up an opportunity for UTSA to invite Middle Tennessee to the famed Alamo Dome. It will be the second time the Blue Raiders have played in San Antonio and they're hoping it goes like the first visit when they won by a score of 42-7. to Coach Rick Stoxtel would love to have nothing more to see his offense break out in similar fashion but it might be a tough task. Middle Tennessee has only scored twice in two games and average only 212 yards per game of total offense, while the run, Roadrunners have been very good defensively at getting into the backfield, racking up 24 tackles for loss and 8 sacks so far, and allowing just 91 rushing yards per game. We'll be talking to Coach Stocksdale about all of that tonight as we will have another edition of Rick Stocksdale Live. It uh, will be available for uh, listening right here on WGNS, as well as all of our Blue Raider Network stations and streaming on the Blue Raider app, as well as the TuneIn app. Just search for Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. And of course, new this year, we have the opportunity to go on television, if, uh, or on video at least. You can uh, check out uh, on Facebook, also on Twitter, and also if you are a uh, Comcast subscriber in Murfreesboro, Channel 9 will uh, be the, the site where you can be able to watch uh, the show this evening. So, hope that you'll be part of it. You can uh, send your comments or questions in right now. Radio at com. That is the uh, the uh, email address for you to send your questions and comments for Coach Stockstill tonight. Alright, let's turn to men's golf. Middle Tennessee sits in a tie for third place and just three strokes out of the lead after they played 36 holes at the Scenic City Collegiate on Monday. The Blue Raiders posted an opening round score of 11. Over par two ninety nine in the morning, before shaving four strokes in the afternoon to finish the day at the honors course at eighteen over par two ninety five. They had a two round total of five ninety four, and at three over par after uh, after a two under seventy in round two. Blue Raider senior Tanner Owens continued the strong and consistent play that he has been well known for over the last two years. We'll have the final results there uh, from Chattanooga for you tomorrow. On the women's side, women's golf got off to a slow start and had to shake off some rust in Birmingham. As they returned to competitive action at the Hoover Invitational, they had a 36 uh, hole day in eighth place at 27 over par 603. Middle Tennessee struggled in the back half of the opening round, going 14 over after the turn to post an 18 over par round before cutting that number in half to go 9 over in the afternoon round. So we'll again have final results uh, of that tournament for you tomorrow as well. Well, again, be sure and join us tonight for Rick Stocks to Live, 7 o'clock here on the Blue Raider Network and also on uh, Comcast Channel 9. That's True Blue TV on your Xfinity account. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming on Wednesday.
2: All righty, Chip. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow and remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back.
5: Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamin Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, ChooseChip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon & Associates.
1: Feeling stuck in a state of compensation stagnation? You know, another year without a raise. Then let me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel in Shelbyville, help you get to a better state with Discount Double Check that can stretch your hard-earned dollars a little further. I'll go through your car insurance to make sure you're getting all the discounts you deserve. Sounds good? Then get your budget to a better state by calling me, State Farm Agent Deb Ensole in Shelbyville, today at 931-684-5274.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
2: sports talk all right the question everybody asked me sunday and monday what's wrong with mcsu quite a bit blue raiders walloped 47 14 at home by troy thought they're gonna have an open date well no 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 open date they'll be going to texas san antonio uh friday night game seven o'clock you'll hear it right here on wgns um just i think middle's flaws were exposed um by troy like they were by army you know and i think a lot of people were open okay the army thing it was just it was a it was a tough opponent to play out of the shoot you don't see the option game and that much but um you know louisville played pitch and catch you know, middle tried to keep keep it a game with some turnover turnovers early. Uh, They've given up on the run. I think their first running play by actual running back was like 12 minutes into the game. Um, they just can't get anything going, uh, and there's no uh, nothing leads me to believe that um, they can play their way out of this. Funk, their talent level. I mean, you could just see Troy had better personnel, and I'm afraid they're going to run into that weekend and weekend in, weekend out. Um, what does UTSA have? They beat Texas State 51 to 48 in overtime. Texas State is some belt school. They beat FBS member. Stephen F. Austin, 24-14 last week. They haven't overwhelmed anybody. I can tell you this, though. They only allow 90 yards rushing a game. And that that certainly doesn't bode well uh, for the Blue Raiders at all. Um, MTSU's averaging 81 yards rushing a game. Only 212 yards in total offense. Opponents average 432 yards total offense. MTSU has seven turnovers. Opponents have two. MTSU has been outscored 89-14 to total yardage in two games. Opponents 864, middle 425. Stats don't tell everything, but they tell a lot. And you look at all that, it's just not a good football team. And, you know, as I look down that schedule, I mean, Marshall just beat Appy State. Um, You know, Western Kentucky is, you know, they've lost two games, but they put up some points anyway. I mean, I just can't find a win out there. You know, when you go down, you're looking at wins, I can't see a game that they're favored in. You know. They're probably their best bet I thought was old Dominion and nobody even knows about that. They're not even playing this year. Don't know anything about FIU. I think FIU still got good players. Um They've got to go back to Troy later in the year, what, November nineteenth, something like that. Um just, it's gonna be a broken record, folks. I can't um I can't I can't really find a positive. You know? They just they've got some good players, they don't have enough good players. Everybody's got better players and, and a lot more of them. And, um, you know, the recruiting, well, what has happened the last three years? You know, you know we've talked about they have, you know, poor facilities, but they've had poor facilities and they've been competitive. This is not a competitive team. I'm not saying they don't go out and compete and play hard, but um, because only they, the, only the players themselves know that. But um, they got to get back in the saddle this week. A little shorter week. I guess they'll head out Thursday um, for San Antonio um, against the team. Okay, it's two and zero. It's modest success. Uh, but they're two and zero. They're playing with confidence she has got to have absolutely zero confidence right now. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Last week in the conference, um, Liberty 30, Western Kentucky 24. Disappointing loss for them. They were 14-point favorite. Marshall 17, Appalachian State 7. When the last time Appalachian State was held to seven points. And when they play the big dogs, they score twenty. SMU 65. North Texas 36. Louisiana Tech 31. Southern Miss 30. And UTEP barely beat Abilene Christian 17 13. This week on Thursday. UAB at South Alabama. Middle at San Antonio Friday on the CBS Sports Network. Another three straight weeks Middle's been on TV. ESPN last week. You like to be on TV, you like to be more competitive. North Texas at Houston. Georgia State at Charlotte. Tulane at Southern Miss. South Florida at FAU. FIU at Liberty. Houston Baptist at La Tech, and UTEP at Louisiana Monroe. All righty. Tell you what we'll do. We'll take us a break. We'll be right back and talk some high school sports.
1: Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open.
4: Well, It's just stop and go out here, up and down 231 here at the interstate. Uh, just busy, we would expect, Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Stop and go right now on 41 between Laverne and Smyrna. And a lot of traffic on Sam Ridley coming off the interstate there on Sam Ridley headed towards Smyrna. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Ober Gatlinburg during Oktoberfest. It's September 25th through November 1st. All the details right now at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your host. Awesome. We do
2: it your way,
1: yeah. Sir Pizza strives for excellence in everything that they do and can't wait to see the smile on your face. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Hello again. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at
3: 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers.
1: At Creekside Assisted
5: Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living 895-3002 or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com
2: Talk Talk some high school sports. Um, We'll start off with the um, district golf tournament yesterday. Top three teams uh, make the uh, region tournament. They were Oakland, who won the district with a 332, led by Garrett Chumley with a 70, Jake Garland with a 78. Stewart's Creek, 351. Wesley Sandlin, 74. Siegel, 353. Ashton Stone, with an 82. On the girls' side, it was Central Magnet, two shots better than Siegel at 179. And Oakland, third at 193. Again, those teams will advance to the region. Central was led by Rachel Chan with an 82. Siegel, by. Ariana, Salandy, 87. And Oakland by Emma Clonan with a 90. All right, football last week. Oakland 42, Cookville 7. More dominance by the Patriots. Riverdale 48, Rockville 8. Warriors totally dominated the game. I thought it might be a little closer. I thought Rockville might be a little more competitive in that game. Uh, unfortunately for them, they weren't. Warren County jumped all over Blackman, led 28-7 to at one point, um, and they hold on to beat Blackman 35-28. C.J. Taylor um, might be the player of the year in this league. Outstanding athlete, quarterback for um, – Warren County, Warren County's undefeated. Um, Going to have a say-so. Could certainly be a playoff team. Laverne comes back, scores the last 12 points of the game. They beat Stewart's Creek 32-27. First-year coach Mike Woodward doing a pretty good job over there. The Rangers are 3-2. Eagleville, all over community, 40-8. to that's their first uh, region win. It was a must-win if they want to get in the playoffs. Coffee County, 31, Siegel 21. Stars still struggling. Smyrna, 56, Green Hill, 23. Um, about what you would expect, Green Hill, first-year program. Middle Tennessee Christian School, 36, Chattanooga Grace, 13. Uh, So Christian School back on a winning note. Had a big event out at uh, PCA. Played their first football game against Franklin Christian. Lost 35-14, but it was a big night for them. Playing eight-man football this year. In the future, they will move to 11-man. Um... But it'll be baby steps. But I know a lot of people had a big time. There was a good crowd, and um, those guys are be trailblazers in their own right. This week, Rockville at Oakland. Uh, Riverdale at Blackman, the backyard brawl. Will it be a brawl this year? I think it will be. It's always a close game. Station camp at Stewart's Creek. Station camp, windless. The Creek, they're mad. They're boiling. The Creek's boiling. Antioch at Smyrna, like Smyrna's shot. Warren County at Siegel. Normally, you just pencil Siegel in with a W. Not this year. Cornersville at Middle Tennessee Christian School. And Moore County, an outstanding team at Eagleville. State poll: Oakland number one, still Maribel two, Riverdale six. You know, I know how the polls go. I'm not saying Oakland's not the number one team. I know who the defending champion is. It's Maribel. They've outscored their opponents 125 to 23 in four games. Beat Alcoa 14 to nine. That's an impressive W. Oakland, they've outscored their opponents 169 to 48 in five games. Somebody might have something to say about it, but I think Oakland and Maribel. I'm not going out a major limb here. They're on a collision course to meet uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Speaking of Thanksgiving weekend, um, MTSU women's basketball team. Um, they will open the season the 25th, the day before Thanksgiving, evening before Thanksgiving. Louisville dominant program in recent years. That will be the season and home opener. MTSU will lose games unless they're able to remake make them up at VCU at Tennessee Tech and Kentucky at home on um, November 22nd. But at least the NCAA set a date, and they're going to start playing. MTSU schedule, men's schedule, not out yet, so I don't know who they miss or who they're going to get. Lady Raiders will be busy during that run. They'll play Vanderbilt at home the 29th. Belmont at home the December 2nd, Tulane at home December 5th at TCU December 13th, Troy at home on the 17th, Um, Lipscomb on the road the 20th, and they will open conference play on the road um, against UAB, always a more than formidable opponent. So... We did mention the Titans, 2-0 for the first time in 12 years. The NFL fined Pete Carroll, Seattle, Vic Fangio, Denver, and Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, $100,000 for not wearing their face mask. Each organization was also fined $250,000. And they sent warnings out on this. So that's on the coaches. And Roman Yossi wins the Norris Trophy to the top defense, goes to the top defenseman in the National Hockey League. So, all that has occurred. Andy Herzer will join us tomorrow. Um, got Rick Stockstill live coming up, then the Atlanta Braves. Everybody, have a great rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.